Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every seven days, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man, Tom Lawrenson, we have a conversation based on what we've read during the week, which, by the way, is the Harry Potter children's books. This week, we are on episode 80, 80. We're on chapter 23 of the Goblet of Fire, the Yule Ball. Tom, are you all right? I'm all right. Can you believe we have sat down together a hundred times? Yeah, including the bonus episodes, it's probably it'd be a hundred and eight. Oh, I've spent more time talking to you in the past <laughs> few years yeah. than anyone else on planet Earth. I think so too. And hasn't it been boring? <laughs> oh, we bored listeners. It's been a slog, hasn't it? Ever yeah, since, yeah. Ever since episode one, I yeah. thought I remember thinking, well, this ain't going to be any good. Yeah. This is going to be shit. <laughs> and every week we promise ourselves we're going to do one more and that's it. But, mm. you know, people message us saying, we like you, we like that thing you do and we go all right we'll keep it going then <laughs> one more then one more one more every week yeah. yeah it's been easter it's been easter yeah have you had a jolly easter i have had a jolly easter uh i was in germany i've just come back from germany uh i had a lovely easter meal with martina and her sister and brother-in-law and children mm. it was a lovely lamb dinner <laughs> a lamb dinner a lamb dinner for easter that's beautiful. And uh, I'm back now. I've been to the snooker yesterday and uh, I've been at work today. Did you have a nice Easter time? Yeah, it flew by, didn't it? In oh, my, yeah. In yeah. my honest, humble opinion, which is the only thing I can give, I have to note that Easter flew by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you knew it. Yeah. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And you're back at work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you reckon it flew by for Jesus? Do you know it's like, oh. Flew by that. I was dead last week. And <laughs> now I'm in heaven. <laughs> and I've been up and about in between. Did anything happen to me? Yeah. No. No. I've wasted the entire time. I wrote, I write things down, like things to talk about at the beginning of the pod. Yeah. First thing was Easter. I don't know what I expected to get out of that. Easter? Because I got nothing. The second thing was, <laughs> hey, what have I got written down on my list? April. Alright. I'll get something out of that. It's April. The second thing I got was I got an apology off my niece. Oh uh, baby Esther. Yeah. Well she's not a baby anymore, she's, is she? She's like twenty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she she was trying to get me to I went around today, it was my sister's birthday, I went around to say hello. Yeah. And uh, my niece Not happy birthday. <laughs> no, just hello. Bit of a hello boy, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm sat there for a bit, and eventually my niece grows tired of me. She grows weary of me. She goes, all right, you leave now. Go. <laughs> and my sister goes, no, that's not nice. Say sorry. Yeah. And it took a while. Yeah. Five minutes, but I got a sorry out of her. <laughs> hey, was it a genuine apology? I think, no, not really. It was quite sarcastic. But I realised at that moment she said sorry to me. Yeah. Very few people in my life have ever said sorry to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that, because you're always in the right as well, aren't you? I'm always in yeah. the right. Have you ever had an apology off anyone? Um, I can't really remember. Oh, a boy had to apologise to me in school for uh, 
pushing my head against a wall and uh, cutting my head open. The <laughs> <laughs> teacher made him apologise, then I had to apologise to him for taking the piss out of his dad. I'm sorry my hand fell into your... No, sorry my head <laughs> fell into your hands. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry I was stood near the wall when you pushed me. You took the piss out of his dad. But that's the thing, people do weird stuff like that, don't they? Yeah, kids are nasty. Kids are nutters, Your Honour. <laughs> yeah well i used to be get whenever i was drunk as a teenager with my friend jamie i'd always give him silly ideas to do oh, really? that i'd never do myself yeah, like but... uh there was a lock-in going on at a pub and we were outside when it was happening yeah and i said hey but you bet you can't jump over that fence did he yeah and he flattened his nose and he ended up in hospital Bastard. I'm sure I've told that story before. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I was like a whispering snake, like in uh, Adam and Eve. Have I ever met Jamie? Uh, I don't think so, but uh, I'm hoping he'll come to me. Stag do. He listens to this podcast. Uh, I'm going to invite you soon, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. You have listened to hundreds of hours of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> have you liked it? Have you liked it? Let me know. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was the plane like going to Germany? It was all right. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, Window seat or aisle? I was in the aisle. It was very nice. And the two people next to me just slept throughout, which was lovely. Uh, It was good. (laughs) Hey, a kid made me laugh today. I said, uh, because I was telling these kids, I said, oh, I'm only going to be here until May half term. And uh, they said, why, sir? Why? And I said, well, I'm, uh, I'm moving to Germany. And uh, they said, why is that? I said, oh, well, my wife lives there. I'm going to live with my wife. And one of them goes, oh, so you'll be a migrant, won't you? (laughs) Right. And then his friend turns to him and goes, he's not a pigeon. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm not a pigeon. I'm not a pigeon, kids. I'm not not a pigeon, your honour. I'm not a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, Inconclusive. (laughs) Inconclusive. Yeah. Um... I can't resist a crumb. Do you think, what bird would you be? Oh, probably a pigeon or pigeon. something. We see a couple out the window as we speak. Dodo, any of these cr- Do- crow. Dodos are dead. Penguin. Oh, I'd like to be one of them... Uh, Ostrich. Pelicans with a big jowly beak that just gets loads of fish in it. Uh, careful, right, listeners. Them pelicans sometimes eat seagulls. Do they? I've seen video of it happening. Bloody hell. Oh, my God. So that would be you eating me. Yeah, I'd eat you. (laughs) (laughs) I'd fly to Flandidno and get revenge on all those eagles that have ever wronged me in the past. Poor bastard. When was the last time I saw you face to face? F-T-F. It's been a while. I would guess two weeks, maybe. Oh. It's nice to see you. To see you nice. Someone uh, tweeted us a moment ago. I don't know if you saw it, but um, I just flashed up my phone. I looked at it briefly, but it was a uh, someone taking a picture of Draco Malfoy as, yeah. a, as a figurine. Yeah. On a broom, like yeah, holding a remember all. Yeah. <laughs> and the tweet was good, like you know, in an Australian accent. How bad on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that. I love it. How <laughs> bad on the roof? <laughs> Come on, Malfoy. Uh, we want to hear more of his Australian accent, don't we? How did you sleep in Germany? I slept well. I always sleep a bit better. Uh, I think just being with Martina puts me in more of a relaxed state. 
and uh, I get to I get to sleep easy. Although it was quite windy, there was a lot of storms. Ooh. Well, you might like them, but I don't. Hey, I thought of a joke today. I'm probably going to cut this out. Yeah. But I wanted to tell you. You're making work for yourself this week, aren't you? <laughs> I know. Hey, let me tell you about my hopes and dreams. I'll cut this out. <laughs> what do you think about this as a joke? Yeah. I go on stage and I go, but you recognise my voice, don't you? You recognise yeah. my voice? How about if I did this? It's me who's been doing that. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. It's me, but not a bird. I've been doing that. <laughs> That's funny. Outside your house. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I want to hear that. You Can like you do it? that at the 26th of May show? Yeah. 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 Like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we should start advertising that. Uh, I'm doing a... I'm leaving to Germany stand-up gig, and uh, you're doing something on it, aren't you? The old boy has recruited this young boy to do a bit of stand-up at his farewell show. Yeah. Hello, Lucas's family. Hello, Lucas's friends. Hello, members of the public. Hello, Potterfusion, I don't know, friends. Friends, yeah. <laughs> hey, we'd love to see you there. It's going to be at Tribeca in Manchester in the, uh, in the gay village. And it's, uh, it's on the 26th of May. And you've had one of the jokes for free. So if you want 20 minutes of that, <laughs> plus another guest, Kate McCabe, and myself, uh, at one point maybe with a welly on me head, I might bring that back. Uh, you come and see it, and we'll put we'll put details out in the next week or so with uh, ticket links. And Have all you got that. a ticket link yet? No, but I'll, I'll do it. You're nice and organised, you. I like that about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm a busy boy. Got snooker to watch in Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. It was windy in Germany. God, that's the start of a book, that, isn't it? Sehr windig, <laughs> you might say. <laughs> hey, oh, and uh, my mum and dad, for any of those people listening who are worried, uh, they've managed to get emergency travel documents. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. And they're coming back tomorrow night, all being well. And... Every member of the Pottervision fan base, we're going to go meet them all at the airport. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I believe it's Manchester. Uh, so if everyone heads to Manchester Airport sometime, well, actually, this is released after they arrive, but if you want to go to the airport, you can. They won't be there, though. You'll have to wait till the next holiday. Now, Tom. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you steady for a Chapter 23 rundown? I want it. I'm going to give it you if you want it. <laughs> Change that. Sounds horny. <laughs> Let's have it. Hey, if you want to have it, I'm going to make you have it. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Hey, get ready to receive my rundown. <laughs> right? Chapter 23. Right, all right, let's do it. The Yule Bull. Harry is not wanting to do Xmas homework. He wants to party. It's Christmas Day. Everybody's got... He likes to party. He, he, he likes to party. Go on. He's got presents. Are you rushing me? No. Oh, he's got presents. Dobby wakes him up Christmas morning and he decides to give Dobby his old socks. Dobby gives Harry some socks he's knitted himself. It's a lovely exchanging of presents. 
Next minute, they're getting ready for the <laughs> Yule Bowl. Harry's got his robes on. He meets Parvati, who's looking very lovely. Uh, Ron's not very enamoured with his partner. And I think he might be a bit jealous of Hermione, who is going with none other than Victor Crumb. Can you believe that? So, Harry and Ron soon get ditched by the Patil twins. Uh, they end up going off with some uh, Bo Batten's lads. And Harry and Ron go for a walk in the moonlight. They overhear Karkarov and Snape having a dodgy discussion. And they overhear Madame Maxime and Hagrid, where Hagrid accuses her of being a giant and she gets offended and walks off. And it all culminates in a spat in the common room where Hermione says, you should have asked me yourself before it was too late. And I want want to be a last resort. And that is the Yule Bowl. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, it was a longie, though. <laughs> it was a longie, wasn't it? <sighs> it was a very long chapter, right? I believe the longest we've had ever. It was a, it was a good 25 pages. Canary creams are going wild around Hogwarts. They're a smash. <laughs> Everybody loves them. I got a set. Canary cream, if you don't remember, is a custard cream that turns you into a canary. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think giving someone a canary cream should be a criminal offence. A hundred percent. You might have to cut this, but uh, it's like it's like someone putting laxatives in your drinks, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like someone putting laxatives in your drink. You don't know it's there, and next minute you're a plopping. Oh, come on. Eh? Yeah, I know. I was thinking uh, they've got quite a portfolio building up, haven't they, Fred and George? I'm wondering uh, what prank sweets they're going to come up with next. I've come up with some of my own ideas. I think they could be good. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, I've got three of my best ideas. I've got mouse mouth munchies. What's that? Uh, they're little crunchy sweet and you suddenly have a mouse's mouth. Like oh, that'd be horrible. Little though, tiny it? mouse. Ooh. It's T- small. A tiny mouth. Yeah. Uh, mouse then, mouth crunchies. Yeah. Munchies. Munchies. Mouse mouth munchies. My next one is fart mints. So you just eat a mint, but then it makes your breath smell of farts. Fart mints. Tastes like mint, but smells like farts. Lovely. What else and, you got? And my final bit. I think this is my best idea, actually. It's uh, knobbly knee nuts. Yeah. So they're nuts that make your knees more knobbly. Okay. And so if you're entering a knobbly knee contest, you have a couple of knobbly knee nuts, and it'll help you out. I've got to ask you something. Yeah. True or false, you and your father entered a knobbly knee contest as a father-son duo. Well, we entered as separate contestants, Yeah. and my dad won, and I came second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, were you a little boy when that first happened? Yeah, I was a little boy. Yeah. What do you think would happen now if you both re-entered as older and wiser men? Well, I don't know, because I've had a car crash since then where I bashed one of my knees up. So, Did you? Uh, I don't know you bashed your knee up. Yeah, yeah, when I wrote my car off, I hit my knee in the thing and it oh, still shit. is a bit... Uh, it's never been the same. Oh. I can still walk. Uh, but So I think that might have made it a bit... That might have given me an advantage. Made it a bit more knobbly. But my dad... God. You won't mind me telling you, his knees are knobbly. 
<laughs> Do you know what? I might even be able to get permission to put a picture up on the Instagram. I think people want to see a little pic of your dad's knobbly knees. I think so. Uh, maybe my knees next to it for comparison. And then people can decide whether uh, the judges were right in their decision 20 years ago. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Now... Uh, you've got your knees out, but your knees are quite uh, smooth. I've got big, fat knees. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Oh, he's did, putting them away now. Did, he's, no, just... Uh, give, me, give me a flavour. We won't... See, because we've changed cameras, I keep noticing this, like, rocking a lot more. Yeah. Because it's not as sturdy as the other one was just down here. Yeah. So maybe not as much hand on the table. How about that? How about that? All right. Yeah. What a lovely way to tell me off. <laughs> Was that, it? That was really nice. Did you like that? Yeah, I like that. You approached me nicely. Uh, you you gave justification behind it. It wasn't just stop doing that. It was look. This is why I'm asking you to do this. Please, could you not? Can I just say thank you for noticing? Because I put a lot of effort into the ways that I tell people off. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I'm just happy it didn't fall on. I don't know. Upset ears. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my ears are the opposite of upset. They're pleased. But let me tell you something, right? Yeah. I'm always told off by my family by giving away family secrets on this pod. But after you being so open about your father's knobbly knees, yeah, I must tell you something about my father. Ooh, <laughs> I'm excited. What would you like to say? Do you know, like me and you, and I don't. I can't. I've never seen your dad nude from the neck down, right? <laughs> but I'd take a wild guess. Yeah. I'm going to take one wild guess to say that your dad is one hairy man. Yeah. He resembles, in many ways, uh, Sean Connery. And actually, when it was his birthday during lockdown, I did a quiz and it was called Derek or Not Derek. Yeah. And what I did was <laughs> I took segments of photos zoomed in and you had to guess whether it was my dad or not. Uh, so one would be like a big zoom in of like the eyes. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it'd be like either him or somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And one of them was a big hairy chest and it was Sean Connery's, but a few people thought it was my dad. <laughs> that's, that's funny. It was a good game, Derek or Not Derek. Fascinating. Yeah. Right? Myself, you know... I was about to say you were going to reveal something about your dad and you revealed something about my dad. I am, right? I am my father's son. Yeah. I'll take a look at that leg. You see the hair, don't you? Yeah, I see it, yeah. My dad, through some genetic quirk... Yeah. ...does not have hair on his legs. Does he not? His legs are smooth. He has no hair on his chest. Yeah. He has all the hair. He's got hair on his arms and his big old pits. <laughs> Seen them, they stink, Dad. Give them a wash. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, like some, I don't know, some swimmer, he has yeah. no hair on his legs. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I won't tell you where that bare chest is. Yeah, hey, my dad will show you that bare chest himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in our next Instagram post, it'll be two pictures. One of my dad's knobbly knees and one of Tom's dad's bare chest. All right. It's a Harry Potter podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you listening to? Harry Potter podcast. Do you want to have a listen? Yeah, yeah. Put my headphones in. Your dad's bare chest. <laughs> you can keep your Harry Potter podcast. My dad has got the most beautiful hairless legs. <laughs> He's like a boy. <laughs> He's got the body of a big boy. 
<laughs> Imagine a boy that grew to be big. <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> All dads are boys that grew to be big. All dads. It's not the most beautiful sentence you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. All dads are boys that grew to be big. Yeah. That's going that. on my grave, I think. Lucas Kirkby, 1994 to 2130. That's going in my best man speech. Hey, but that's mine. What? I just said that. All da- Yo, it doesn't matter, does it? No. No one will know once I'm up there. Yeah. <laughs> All dads are boys who grew to be big. No one will know what I'm saying anyway. Does everyone speak English? I think, I think most of them will, yeah. Do they? Well, not, well, not most of the uh, the Polish contingency, but a lot of them do, yeah? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I well, don't know. Yeah, there'll be a lot that don't know what, what you're saying. <laughs> Fleur de la Cleur says, Hogwarts food is too heavy. And Fleur, baby, you've got a point. I was, I've written that down. She's right. <laughs> it's overkill. In four years, I've never heard... They went down to the dining room for a small salad. <laughs> it's always like bloody... They have a main dinner three times a day. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have your lunch, which is like a little butty or something, or a wrap. Yeah. But they have, like, roast dinner. <laughs> then they, in the afternoon, it's pie. Like and, then, mad. and then for dinner, roast dinner. <laughs> roast dinner. I mean, two roasts a day. Yeah. Hogwarts students walk around Hogwarts like it's Christmas Day every day. Yeah, There's just do. trays of Quality Street and celebrations everywhere. <laughs> Honestly. Um, um, stop grazing, you'll not eat your mane. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. They've got, uh, it said they've got 100 roast turkeys this year. They've got 100 roast turkeys every year. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Last year, they only had 13 people, including the staff, having Christmas dinner. And they had a hundred roast turkeys. This year, they've got nearly all of the kids from fourth year and above, and they've got two other schools. Yeah, we'll just have the same amount that we normally cook. It's beautiful, isn't it? At that point, you've got to realise maybe we make too much normally. A hundred... These elves are massacring. Tons of turkeys. While we're on elves, Dobby turns up, right? Oh, yeah. Skipping ahead a bit, but because you brought elves up. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I was listening to the way that Dobby speaks. He speaks like a tosser, doesn't he? (laughs) Dobby is sorry. Dobby is wanting. Yeah. Stop referring to yourself in the third person. If I was there, that's what I'd say to him. Yeah. You're not the rock. <laughs> Dobby no. will meet you on Sunday at WrestleMania. Um, If I was like, I don't know how the Malfoys put up with it so long. Yeah. If he was like in my house talking like that, I wouldn't, I'd say, no, you're not doing that. You'll be, if you either talk properly or you'll be silent is what I'd say to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk properly now. Yeah. And also how much he talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he talks too much. He's got absolute nervous energy that I can't be arsed with. Yeah. He'd be exhausting. Imagine having him as a flatmate. He'd be knackered. You'd be knackered, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. Um, mine has had uh, plastic surgery on her teeth. <laughs> like dental work. <laughs> Magical uh, dental work. I didn't like this chapter Why? about about that because it's implying that she was ugly before 
she'd like tidied her hair up and stuff like that. Yeah, so Hermione shrunk her teeth. Did yeah. it, did anyone even remember that she had big teeth? Well, they've mentioned it a few times because I know Malfoy called Hermione a long molared mudblood. Long molared. I know well, they're at the back, aren't they? <laughs> How's he seeing them? I know. <laughs> Give us a big yawn, Hermione. <laughs> Crocky, those molars are long, aren't they? How about an orthodontist? Just to touch on that brief, I've realised Malfoy says mudblood so often. It's taken all the punch out of it, hasn't it? It's lost yeah. its sting. 100%. <clears throat> it was a big deal in uh, Chamber of Secrets. It made a cry. It made uh, Ron get angry and hit him with a spell that backfired. Whereas he's just throwing it out willy-nilly. It reminds me, when I was in third year of uni, for a while I kept saying the C word a lot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. S- stop meaning anything. So yeah. Stop saying it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, like... Why Why is this now a bit of plot that Hermione's had her teeth reduced? And like she's also like grinning about it. That She was a bit like, <laughs> you never guess what I did. Yeah. But yeah, because she, because I think uh, Malfoy did a spell on her that gave her fangs or something. And then when she went to Madame Pomfrey, she accidentally, because <laughs> Madame Pomfrey's going, say when, <laughs> when her teeth are reducing. And then she kind of waited a bit too long on purpose, so they went smaller than normal. But I think if people get a hold of that, they're going to be going down there all the time with these cosmetic problems. Yeah. Oh, someone slapped my arse too hard. Can you make it back where it was? Bit more. <laughs> Who's that? Coming out with a big booty. Uh, Professor Sprout. Someone wanting a big booty or wanting to get rid of a big booty? Wanting a big booty. (laughs) Maybe somebody coming going, oh, uh, somebody's accidentally hacked the front of my hair off. Can you grow it back and get the hair back? Or uh, or, uh, someone goes in, oh, someone slapped the front of my cock. Can you make that bigger, Your (laughs) Honour? Please, Madam Pomfrey. (laughs) Well, all right. It shocked itself small. What are you saying? These are children. (laughs) You're doing that. Big booty, big cock. What's going on with you? You're saying big that. Well, I'm... (sighs) I was implying a teacher was doing big booty anyway. You (laughs) led... You led me down. And also, why don't they just shrink Hagrid then if they can do that? I know, exactly. There's no need for him to be that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no need. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't like the idea, because later on when she turns up in her dress, they're like, oh, Hermione, she looked completely different instead of that horrible curly hair. She'd combed it and put it in a bobble or whatever. It's like, hey, curly hair can be nice. Thank you. <laughs> Did you not feel uh, t- uh, targeted by that when you read it? Because you've got curly locks, haven't you? Not at all. I don't take much heed from children's books. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you do, sitting around getting your feelings hurt, reading, <laughs> reading Harry Potter and the Prisoner oh. of Azkaban. Oh, poor Wormtail. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't come tonight. I'm too upset. <laughs> Reading children's books. Noddy's put me in a bad mood. There's plenty of things. Everyone's getting upset in this chapter. Madame Maxine's getting upset at the end. Loads a little bit. But if I was like... Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, The thing is, what you should do, if someone upsets you in a book, close it. (laughs) Throw it over your shoulder. Close the book. And that's a metaphor. You know, if someone in real life upsets you, Close the book on them. Walk off. You God. don't have to be there. It's a good metaphor, that, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? 
That'll be making an appearance in your best man speech. Hey, it's going to be <laughs> full of cracking lines. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, Sirius's advice for... He goes, hey, well done on, uh, you know, defeating the dragon. I was about to tell you to uh, give it conjunctivitis, but uh, you seem to have done a good job. It's bloody horrible, isn't it? Hey, why don't you give that dragon mumps? <laughs> what? Yeah, make it sick. Like Madame Mim. <laughs> Turn yourself into a disease and infect it. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, just mentioning that will brighten me day. Oh, yeah. The mere mention of Madame Mim. The mere Mim. mention of Madame Mim brings a grin to my yeah. face. Top three. Madame Mim. Sausages. <laughs> or... Am I coming in clear? Am I coming in clear? He likes oh, it. Oh, it's funny that. <laughs> so, briefly, Dumbledore, he appears to be mentioning, I don't know if you, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. Yeah. The room of requirement. Oh, maybe, yeah, he's, he's yeah, this cham- room full of chamber pots. Oh, yeah. So he's talking about, he was needing the loo or something. He's looking around. He found this room that was full of chamber pots. When he went back to find it, it was gone. To me, was, I was thinking, that's got to be the room of requirement. Yeah, yeah, because he literally needed a pot to piss in. But then I wrote, man wants a shit in a chamber pot. <laughs> right? Yeah. A chamber pot, you dirty git. You know where the bogs are. Yeah. You've worked here long enough. You must have an ensuite. Yeah. Why are you fantasizing about a pot that has to be cleaned without plumbing? And it's not just fantasising it, it's needing it. The room of requirement <laughs> only appears to those who truly need it. Man's got like seven toilets, but he needs to shit in a vase. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> it's part of who I am. <laughs> hey, if that shit's not hitting pottery... I'm not living. And then he's telling people about it. Yeah. And then winking at Harry. <laughs> Excuse me, did you just mention pissing in a pot and then winked at a little boy? No, no, I was winking at Ron. He's the cleaner. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot he did that. <laughs> hey, these are meant for piss only, Dumbledore. <laughs> what have you got me scooping out? <laughs> Doddery knob. <laughs> oh, it's the happiest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> you go in there for number twos. You know that. <laughs> oh. Hermione is doing a lot of grinning in this chapter. Oh, yeah, she's showing off a new Nash, isn't she? More grinning she's than she's ever done. Yeah. It reminds me of one of my favourite Monty Python cartoons of Conrad Pooh's dancing teeth. Have you seen that? No. It's brilliant. It's like a music hall performance of a cartoon and it's a man smiling like that. Yeah. (laughs) And suddenly his teeth start dancing about in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And like swapping with each other and going like that and up and down. And he used to make me laugh very much. Oh, that's fun. It's Conrad Pooh's dancing teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to make me laugh just because a man's called Conrad Pooh. 
<laughs> I don't like toilet humour. Oh, I yeah. reckon the Weird Sisters have got a very easy gig being the only band in the UK and the Wizarding World. Oh, 100%. People just put up with them, don't <laughs> Who they? Who are we going to book? The, the only band we have? <laughs> yeah, all right then. It's we'll the Weird Sisters. Book them. Yeah. Well, the Wizarding population's so small as well. They'd be able to just, like, have a gig once a week and perform in front of everybody. Mm. It's the Weird Sisters. Hey, have you had any more thoughts about joining me and the Weird Brothers? Is, it, is, that, is that something we've discussed previously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were going to set up our own band called uh, Other Strange Brothers. Were we? Yeah, yeah, but you didn't like it, so I thought, on leave the it pod. a few days. Yeah, on the pod. I thought, leave it a few days, let him think about it a bit more. I'm in. He's in. He's in. <laughs> yeah. Ron and Hermione are arguing. Hermione, uh, Ron is clearly jealous that Victor Crumb has taken Hermione to the prom. Is it the prom? So the, to the ball. The, the ball. The ball. The Yuletide ball. Right. Yeah. And Hermione goes, you're the one who's got an action figure. You're the one who's got a doll of him or a model of him in your chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny to think that one student at Hogwarts has a little model of another one in his bedroom? It's bloody hard, isn't it? <laughs> and imagine him sleeping at night thinking, you know, staring at it going, oh, I fancy her and she's kissing me dolly <laughs> in real life. It's not good, is it? Looking at you, Dolly. Oh, oh. Dolly, why do you talk me so, Dolly? <laughs> oh, honestly. <clears throat> uh, um. So Fleur uh, arrives, and her partner is Roger Davis. You know, <laughs> teenager Roger Davis. I don't... Th- think a day goes by where I don't think about Roger Davis. No, no, me neither. <laughs> That's not the name of a child. <laughs> Roger Davis, he's the bank manager. <laughs> hey, have you met Roger Davis? 50-year-old man. No, 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 he's my son. <laughs> he's, he's 13. On, he's no, got... no, have you met Roger Davis? 50-year-old man. No, he's my son. <laughs> The clue should have been that, and I called him Davis. That's my surname. Yeah, yeah I'm but, Davis. Yeah, but why did you introduce him with his full name? Why don't you just say Roger? Listen, <laughs> he's Roger Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Davis. I'm Tyler Davis. <laughs> Young Tyler Davis. I'm old Tyler Davis. There's <laughs> Roger Davis, everyone. I wonder what he's got that nobody else has got. Why did she pick him? Because she's very picky, isn't she? She's picky about the food. She's picky about the accommodation. Maybe he's gorgeous. Maybe he's a bouncing baby boy. <laughs> no, he's not. He's an adult. He's an adult. He's, he's a, a teenager. Ba- he's a bouncing baby adult. He's a bouncing teenage boy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's just a hunk. Now, I was thinking in this chapter, like, once again... Ron's up to his old naughty tricks, isn't he? Of being a proper tosser, to use your words. Tosser! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lad's a tosser. Yeah. And I was thinking, he's got to be, after Voldemort, the biggest villain in this book, hasn't he? He's up there. Like, the way he is with Hermione is 
inexcusable, I think. Yeah. He's awful with her. All because he's jealous. Yeah. He's really mean, and he's like saying, oh, the only reason Victor's going out with you is because he wants to find information on Harry or because he wants to find out about the egg. Horrible. You know, this is the first time that Hermione has been seen as a young woman rather than a nerd or, a you know, a, a bookworm, and he's taking that away from her. Spoiler alert, Hermione and Ron get married at the end of these books. And have little babies. And this is a lesson to everyone listening. Don't marry the mean boy from your high school. Yeah. Marry a Roger Davis. Mm. Don't marry a Ron Weasley. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. Like, oof. For me, there'd be no coming back from that if somebody was like that with me. But I've tied my hair up and everything. <sighs> You've been a rat nubbit to me. The most interesting part of this chapter for me was the revelations about Hagrid. Hagrid's mother left when he was three. Okay. Where were they living? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Considering Hagrid is too big for a normal house. Yeah. And normal giants are like three times the size of Hagrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. What is what could house this family of three where this one yeah. woman's a giant? God, I think you're like abandoned train station or something. A barn or something? Oh, yeah, a barn. And I love these inconsistencies with the mental capacity of giants. Because when you see them in, like, say, later films like Gwarp and, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, like, the other giants, they don't seem all there, do they? No, if you don't mind me saying, they seem a bit, a bit like thickies. A bit more like trolls, don't they? Yeah, a bit more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how was Hagrid's mother keeping up this family life, you know, keeping up with the Robinsons for three years? I don't know, but it <laughs> drove her away. Well, especially because Ron's saying, oh, giants are evil, they're horrible. I can't imagine her, like, swaddling him up in cloth or, you know, burping him. Mm. She's a big giant. But then Madame Maxime gets offended, saying, oh, I'm not a giant. I'm just big boned. I'm just big boned. Yeah. But hey, that'd be a twist. What if it turned out that she was his mother? Because she's quite old in the film, isn't she? So's Robbie Coltrane. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be a good twist, couldn't it? Madame Maxime is actually his mum. <laughs> Do you like that? It's the worst twist I've ever heard. In my life. Hey, it'd be a great twist. <laughs> and that, in turn, would make Madame Maxime Remus Lupin's grandmother. Because mm. <laughs> Hagrid's his dad. Hey, we're getting a big old family tree going. Eh? Do you agree with me, listeners? Don't let us know, just keep it to yourself. Hey, Tom, what's wrong? Your wild theories are making me cry. Oh, no. That's not good. <laughs> hey, they're eating their dinner in this uh, thing, and Fleur's criticising it, right? But uh, I quite like what she's saying about bow buttons. It sounds good. She says there are ice sculptures everywhere, and uh, while you're eating, you get sung at by wood nymphs. Would you like to be uh, serenaded by a wood nymph if you were eating your food? I'd love that. Yeah? What are you eating? Imagine you're eating something. 
lovely cottage pie in your mouth. Well, that's weird because I was eating a big sausage. Oh, sorry. I, I only know that one. <laughs> I only know the cottage pie song. I'm new. And also, who wrote that? Lovely cottage pie in your mouth. Lovely cottage pie in your mouth. It has got a lovely mashed potato top. The only thing that has bigger bones than her is a... What did he say? Oh, uh, he says he says that the only thing that's got bigger bones than Madame Maxime is a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah. Very rude. <laughs> so we so <clears throat> dinosaurs existed. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, of course they did. I think this is the first time the Wizarding World has ever acknowledged the existence of dinosaurs. Yeah, and I'm, I, for one, am glad. Why don't they reanimate one? Yeah, that'd be good. You think one wizard would have done that? You know, got the bones together and like yeah. magic it alive. Or you need to reanimate someone. Yeah, bones, bones, bit of Harry's blood, bit of Harry's blood, and uh, a cauldron, the, the hand <laughs> of a rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mix it all up. Yeah, you got yourself a pterodactyl. You got yourself a pterodactyl. Yeah, so bones, Harry's blood, the hand of a rat. You got yourself a dino. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> Imagine that being on that video in Jurassic Park, how they do it. Hey, we get Harry Potter's blood, uh, a bone, and the hand of a rat. <laughs> and uh, now we've got Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, do you want to come in? No, I'm all right. I'm all right, thanks, Richard. Cedric Diggory takes Harry Potter away from Ron's ear. He wants to tell him something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron gets the hint, walks off. Yeah. Leans into Harry's ear and he goes, uh, take a bath, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, what's that stank? Get in the bath with your egg. Harry, your body stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Harry. Albert, also, what's, why is he being so cryptic? Take a bath. Take a bath. Take your egg for a bath. Just, how about this? Put the egg underwater and listen. Yeah. Put the egg underwater and listen. Right. Excuse me, Cedric. Right. Two months ago, I came up to you and said, Cedric, it's dragons. Right. No. Ooh, maybe you might want to research winged beasts. No, there was none of that cryptic. I gave it to you. Cedric, it's dragons. What's this? What's this shit? What's this fucking escape room clue that you're giving me now? Ooh, you might want to take a bath. Lather yourself up. Right. No. Give me the facts, Nobed. Right? You take my girl. You take my money. You take my when money. When I'm in need. You're a triflant friend indeed. Yeah. All right? You're a gold digger. <laughs> All right. I felt, yeah. Sorry, going back to Hagrid, I felt sorry for him learning about his childhood. You know, his dad died after he went to school. His yeah. mum left him when he was three. I, I think he should get this tragical me autobiography out there because it's going to be bloody interesting isn't it yeah if he or it should be called this version of the truth hey i like that is that a genuine one as well i don't think that's might be something i don't know that's but like i can't imagine anything hagrid says is that truthful yeah yeah fair enough wouldn't you agree i would agree 
At the end of the book, chapter, Ron and Hermione... Oh, yeah. ...are having an argument. Oh, they are, aren't they? Because Ron has asked Hermione... I don't know. Because Ron probably wanted to take her, but he didn't ask, did he? He never asked her. And if you don't ask, you don't get. And Hermione says, maybe you should have plucked up the courage to ask me yourself, rather than consider just having me as a... Only asking me as a last resort. Right? Yeah, yeah. Harry holds his tongue... With Ron, because he doesn't want... He's only just made friends with him. He doesn't want to have another argument. Isn't it funny when your mate is in the wrong and you think, probably be best if I just not disagree with them and just let them have... Like, get their anger out. Do you know what I mean? Well, I know, because if they're in a mood already, you think, oh, I'm just going to add fuel to the fire here if like, I side with somebody. What's the point of arguing? What is the point of arguing? I... Did I... Some people relish in arguing. Lewis Shaw will argue, honestly, till the skin falls off his face. Yeah. You know that expression? Yeah, I know that. He'll argue <laughs> till the skin falls off his face. I've always said that about Lewis That's Shaw. That's two people who've said it right there. That's an expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an expression. I was driving with him a week ago, two weeks ago, and I started saying, I don't think we need sheep. I think the amount of sh- <laughs> You might know, being like you know, living coming from the country. Believe me, we need them. <laughs> you might know being a country boy. Yeah, but we get wool from sheep, and people eat lamb. Why do sheep need such big fields? Because I'm not eating lamb, and I'm not wearing anything that's woolly. But that's just you. Yeah, but I don't think enough people are. No one can afford wool. No one can afford lamb. I, was, I had a lamb dinner last week, I told you. One. I might have another wait, lamb. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who bought it? Oh, not me. Exactly. You can't afford lamb. Hey, tonight I'm going to buy myself a lamb-blooded shop. You part of the problem. Do you think we need sheep? Because when you drive about the country, there is sheep everywhere. Yeah. Why do they need these massive fields? To roam around in so they're not cramped. No, but you've seen how big these fields are and how yeah, numerous yeah, they, they are. are big, Sometimes they? you see like two sheep in a massive field, mm. like the size of a football pitch. Sometimes, can I say, them eating the grass and pooping on the grass helps the land grow. What? The grass grow for them to eat it? Disgusting. Well, they're mowing the lawn and then they have a poo and then they... it helps the soil. I don't think... Listeners, if you know about... If you're qualified to speak on this, contact us. Because... I don't think we need sheep. Lewis Shaw went crazy at this. He started swerving his car that, yeah. anyone, that anyone would even suggest that we didn't need sheep. I think yeah. get, I think get rid of sheep. Uh, does anybody agree with you that we don't need sheep? I don't think we should kill them. I just think we should stop farming them. Yeah, just let them uh, find their own way in life. See what they do. Right, how many, <laughs> how many sheep skulls out of five are you giving this chapter? I enjoyed this chapter. It was a longie. I definitely feel like it could have been cut in two, uh, but what can I say? I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a bit of fun. We had a bit of drama. I liked the pairings, the surprise package of Hermione and Crumb, and Ron being an ass. God, it was horrible, but it was dramatic. I'm going to give this... Four sheep skulls out of five. Lovely. A lot of this chapter goes back to childhood nonsense, isn't it? You know, 
childhood nonsense. I'm at a Yule Ball. I'm dressed in daft clothes. I don't want to dance. I'm being a brat, right? But then we got some nuggets of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbledore and this room of requirement. <laughs> Madame Maxine being touchy about her heritage. Yeah. Bit of Hagrid's heritage. That's really inflamed my... Uh, interest. Yeah. If not for those little reveals at the end of this chapter, I'd be getting one sheep skull. But because of that Hagrid stuff, I'm going to give it three sheep skulls out of five. A fair assessment. Right, are you ready for quiz? Yeah. Quiz, 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 what did the Beaubaton carriage look like? Oh, God, it's hard, this quiz, isn't it? Uh, oh, um, oh, a frosted cake. A large chilli frosted pumpkin. No. Half a point? <laughs> no. <laughs> Question two. What kind of charm did Ron use on his cuffs? Uh, um, hmm. Reducio. A severing charm. Oh. Question three. What time would the doors to the Great Hall open for the ball? 8pm. Correct. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> what were, question four, Hermione's robes made of? Um. Oh, they were periwinkle blue. Yeah. Uh, thingy was in satin, but she was in. Um, oh, I don't know. I've written some floaty periwinkle blue. Oh, will you let me have that one? Yeah, all right. Okay. Question five How does Ron <laughs> describe giants initially? Oof. Um, horrible. It's not very nice. Unfortunately, you've lost the quiz. <gasps> quiz, 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 we're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week, cheap cheap? Well, first of all, I've got to read out these responses from a story we posted a couple of weeks ago where I asked our Pottervision listeners what strategies would they have used in the first task oh. to get past the dragon. So I'll oh. just read some of these out. Uh, Skeeny said, tickle its tummy. Very good. Good one, isn't it? Uh, Nixter1986 said, hide. Uh, Total Piglet said, Accio the egg. Very good. Taylor Horton <laughs> said, flirt with them. Ooh, flirt with the dragon. Uh, Marge said, run away. Oh. Cruising said, be a donkey. Rescue it from a <laughs> castle and have cute donk gun babies. That's good. That's good, isn't it? Uh, Victoria Marie said, don't turn up. Smokey Robinson said, groan loudly at it and hope it flies away. Mm. Whoa! Mm. Uh, Charlie Curtis said, furiously throw one's feces at it. Uh, my words with said, Accio donkey from Shrek. 
And Shelley said, use the invisibility cloak. All good. All good. All valid answers. Did I reply to that? No. Now, we've had a message from Catherine Rogers on Instagram, and uh, she said, imagine my surprise and delight on walking into Morrison's while listening to your podcast and seeing Connie's relative sat in Morrison's. I doubt that. Hey, I'm going to show you a picture. Catherine. <laughs> Catherine, you're going to love this. Catherine. Uh, look, there's Connie's relative sat in Morrison's. They're very large. They must be Connie's mummy and daddy. They must be Connie's mummy and daddy. We'll show everybody on the uh, on the video. <laughs> Connie's relatives in Morrison's. So thank you very much for sharing that, Catherine. We've had another message from Simon Heath, and he asks, if you were an ice cream, what ice cream would you be? It's like blind date, this, isn't it? <laughs> Contestant number three. <laughs> I'd be a screwball so you could <laughs> lick me all out, then give you a good chewing at the bottom. <laughs> I would be three different scoops in a tub so you could play with me and do anything in whatever order you like. <laughs> I'd be a chock ice because nobody wants me and I'm round your nanas. <laughs> well, wasn't that a lot, a lot of fun? It's time for you to choose which contestant you want to go out with. <laughs> For any overseas listeners, you don't get to know what that was. <laughs> oh, they must have blind date. Yeah, yeah, they must have blind date, but I was being Silla Black. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dead Scouse celebrity. Mm. And finally, we must welcome a new baby Harry to our Patreon family. It's Zoe Mabs. Oh, yeah. Zoe. <laughs> You are in the soft play area at some kind of like jungle gym, you know, some wacky warehouse. You're only little though, and you've crawled into the ball pit. The bigger children, they're stomping around, they're too big. <laughs> the anger takes hold. I run over, I start pushing them all out of the way valiantly. I grab you, but the children, they start ganging up on me, and they push back, they push back. We fall down the slide, but <laughs> <laughs> knocking over several other children in our stead. Uh, we roll out of the other ball pit area and into the dining area. We are safe. It's time for pizza. Mwah, 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 mwah. Oh, we hope you enjoyed that, Zoe Mabs. <laughs> this has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, excuse me. We have a few more tour dates. We're in Manchester, London. Uh, Brighton and Leeds all coming up in May all the ticket links are on the website and we're also going to be back at the Edinburgh Fringe this August you can reserve your tickets the links are all up there pottervision.com uh, next week oh, also if you want to support us on our Patreon please do we've got 28 episodes up there already and uh, we'll announce it now we did a survey amongst our patrons and they would like to see us review Twilight so uh, we're going to be watching the first Twilight movie. Oh, sugar, it's raining. I need to get me washing in. We're oh. going to watch. We're going to watch Twilight, and we're going to review it. I'm going to talk about it, and it's got a connection to Harry Potter because Cedric Diggory is a vampire. Is a vampire in it? All right, and it's got werewolves in it, like Remus Lupin. Anyway, Tom needs to get his washing in next week. We're on episode eighty-one, chapter twenty-four of the Goblet of Fire. Rita Skeeter's scoop. You have been Tom Lawrenson, a lovely man. 
And you have been another lovely man, Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Motivation. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.